Hi, Unpackers. I want to thank you to come coming back to another episode. And remember, whatever you hear, Tay and I are simply providing a perspective. Neither of us are professionals. Um, we expect we expect for you to you know, reach out to uh, certified professionals if you need the help. And this is simply our perspective. If you hear an interaction. Uh, that reminds you of yourself, then just know it comes from grace. And if you would like to come on and unpack it with us, you have an open invitation. You can find our pages on unpacking.your.ish on most social media. And if you'd like to support our work, you can do that through paypal.me slash unpacking.your.ish. Again, thanks. Yeah, thank you for listening and let's unpack. Welcome, Unpackers. Uh, this is Tay. And this is Maurice. What? We are on episode six, people. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. We're Crazy. almost done. I know. We're almost <laughs> done with our series of, of life yes. um, and unpacking. So we're going to start this episode by, like we usually do, talking about doing the work. Yeah. All right. So what went on this week, something that hit us is usually what we talk about or something that we um, experienced or saw that resonated. Um, so for me, I'll start. Um, for me, just having to navigate or help people deal with their emotions from a shared experience has right. been a huge one for me this week. Um, kind of having to play mediator in one situation. Um, in the other situations, having to, uh, help people deal with things that were of the past, I'm kind of working, I've worked through, but now I got to come back because, you know, you still got to do some work. Yeah. Uh, so that has been, um, tough for me, uh, as far as have almost having to relive some stuff, um, having to step backwards. And then of course, if anybody ever, if you've ever mediated the situation, <laughs> um, you know how difficult that can be. Yeah. Well, what I, what I'm, what I, what you're sharing is, you know, how do you relate to other people and their emotions, people you care about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's something we all deal with. Absolutely. And I, from, and when you, because we did talk about this earlier, yeah, I right. said, focus on yourself. Because you cannot control these people, no. especially your loved ones. Yeah. I, I think it's really easy to and to feel responsible right. for their feelings. Right, absolutely. And and there's nothing you can do. No. Uh, I know for me, love my mom. So much. Um, I also know that it has been growing to respect each other as adults instead of I that power dynamic yes. of it's Absolutely. I'm always right <laughs> has definitely been some growing pains. Absolutely. So yeah. You know, it was funny because my mom asked me the other day, you know, when you hung out with your other friends, everything I said was always right. Why, why don't, why, why now do you doubt everything I say? <laughs> You're blaming me. Like, I'm 41, number one, because I'm older now, you know, I experienced Reese a little bit of life. 
Um, but no, not because, you know, she just, I think she, like you said, is sad about losing that, that power that she um, had. And she will say it like, you know, I feel like you just don't listen to me. You don't do what I tell you, what I want you to do anymore. I'm not going to. I'm going to try as much as I can to compromise with you, but we are not going to always just do what it is that you want to do. And we should not always do what I want to do either. So we got to find a space in the middle. We're adults now. Let's have a conversation. (laughs) Don't tell me what you want about because I don't do it. Let's have a conversation. I I hear you. You know, so I I think that that part, Mm -hmm. so true. You got to be able to help our parents, grandparents, whoever, understand that we now have to kind of I was just so this morning, y'all. I'm weepy. I don't know what's going on. So I was telling Marisha, I love the fact that he communicates like an adult, if that makes sense. Um, because you know, he takes the time out to say how he feels about things or tell people his experience of them or let them know, you know, this works, this doesn't. Like, I love that because for so long, communication wasn't something that was highly important, you know, like, like I said with my mom. I want you to do this. And it was just kind of like, you know, no matter how you felt about it, you just did it. Say, keep the peace, whatever, you know, I know she needs this or I know they need this. Um, but being able to say, pause, <laughs> let me explain my experience with this to you. Yeah. And let's try to figure out how we can get where we want to be, you know, is what I love about you. And they really, and the fact that you don't wait, you will tell people, you will give them their flowers while they can smell it. And I love that because, um, you know, that's that's not always something you find all the time. So I was just commenting on this morning. It was a whole mess. Like, uh, yeah. Tears. It was hot. Yeah. And yeah. I told her I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I am not. Listen, I um, here, no, I'm not perfect at all. As you heard from the other week when I told my dating story, uh, <laughs> I definitely can react out of emotion and you know, um, I don't call myself crazy, but no. you know, yeah. uh, traumas, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm human. We're all human. So I appreciated that. And yeah. yeah, I think, you know, for me, I will say the one comment I was able to say to my mom, and I think really gets registered with her was I am always your child. Right but I am no longer a child. Right. And so when there are expectations that you have for me about how an adult should act or how an adult should do something, those very expectations go for you too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It is not a one-way street no, anymore. No, the respect is We not... both adults here. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and it becomes like a change of respect for them. Yeah. You know? um, like with my father, I don't, there's a different kind of expectation I have there, but I still feel the same pressure of having to step backwards and help him catch up, (laughs) you know? So, um, I guess maybe communication has been my big, uh, issue that I really, for this this maybe past 40 years, (laughs) (laughs) since I've learned to talk that I might need to really, you know, work on and relearn because, like I, like I was saying, communication is just not well, a that's, what that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, you have to do the work, recognize areas of, of you know, weakness yes, or absolutely. things that 
if if it keeps on coming out as a pattern, yeah, then investigate it, try to understand. Yeah, it, and it know. does because with me, I always say, well, I, that's just who they are. I'll just accept the person for who they are. This is just what they do. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, I, I might not have liked that very much. Yeah. Can we work on that, or can we try to do something a different way? So I'm working. That's that's my my doing the work right. this week, trying right. to figure out how to communicate. I feel you. What about you? What are we doing the work on? For me, I will say. Uh, my doing the work actually is related to this costume party that I went to. Mm -hmm. So I told you a friend of mine was having a Disney meets Pea Valley <laughs> Halloween party. Cute and I was really excited. I've, I've wanted to buy some heels for a while. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it'd be kind of cool. I'd be a little taller. You know, and so I wanted to buy these heels, and I felt that this party was a, a great time to wear them. And ordered the heels, I got them, walked in them, was feeling all confident. But a few hours before the party, I started to get this anxiety around, oh, you know, what if people think it's extra or too much or you know, all of this judgment and fear rejection came into my brain. And I thankfully was able to say, wait a minute. Yeah. And this is anxiety. This is fear. And what happens a lot of times when you have anxiety, mm -hmm. your rational brain will try to rationalize it yeah. and say, oh, well, this is rational. Because what I started to think was, well, I'm going to come out of these shoes anyway. Yeah. So I can wear my flats. It's not a big deal. Just wear your flats. Just those shoes are going to be uncomfortable. Right. It's trying and to protect you. Your mind's trying to protect exactly. you. Exactly. And so I said, no, I was excited about wearing these shoes. I am going to wear these shoes. Okay. That was my original intent. And if people don't appreciate it, they don't appreciate it. But I wanted to do this for myself. It's something that I wanted to do. So I'm going to strict, you know, push myself past the discomfort, past anxiety, and wear these shoes. And I did. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. I Good did. for you. Yeah. I didn't know this kid don't Well, I think it's really, especially for being black, being gay, and there's just so much idea, you know, of masculinity. Yeah. Especially the South. Yeah, and then you yeah. feel as though you have to show up in a certain kind of way for people to accept you or appreciate you or, or like you. And I, for one, for myself, I'm trying to give myself that self-love and unconditional yeah. love as yeah. I love me for who I am. That's right. I'm a dork. I am. <laughs> I, can be, I may come up as a know-it-all or I talk too much. All those things. I don't get know-it-all. Thank you. I appreciate you. But anyway, you know, I, whatever, I can own that. I'm, I'm an imperfect person. And we all are. Yeah. And so and one of the things that I've said is I want to do, I'm trying to give that to myself and to the people in my life. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons, like, unpacking your ish, the original one I was doing it is giving myself and other people our vacation yeah. from all the stuff we're carrying. Yeah. I simply want, want people in my life show up as themselves and know I love you. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love that. But yeah, I, I get that. Like insecurities, we 
I think the most important part of what you said to me was that you recognize the anxiety. Yeah. The fact that you can know, wait a minute, this is just me overthinking, or yeah. this is me, I'm anxious, let me figure this out, yeah. is huge. Because so many of us would have, like you said, let our brains rational. Because your brain wants to protect you. It doesn't yeah. want you to feel anxiety. It doesn't want your heart to race. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, let's just wear the flat shoes then. That yeah. makes sense. It'll make, it, it'll make yeah, complete it'll make sense. sense. It'll be rational. Absolutely. Wait a minute. You were going to come Absolutely. out of those shoes anyway. So Don't put yourself through this. Yeah. Let's do the smart thing. Yeah. You know, because your brain really wants to help. It wants to help you. It wants to protect your body. Yeah. So I love that, you know, we are in a place where we can recognize that yeah. and scale back and see what's necessary, you know, because so many of us have just thrown the flats on and kept it moving. Yeah. And, you know? again, that's where growth comes in. Yeah. But you so carry the flats in the back. Yes. <laughs> they were in the car, <laughs> actually. Not, you know, like my ex, my ex-boyfriend was really big on that because I You're will fly. come out of some heels, honey. You're fly. Wait. Um, ex. <laughs> um, fly. Okay. I'll take it. Fly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fly. Yeah. Um, but he was big on that. Like I would wear my heels to the party. When we got in the party, I would usually kick them off somewhere. Yeah. And leaving, he would always like put your heels back on because he was really he liked that. he liked the heels. They hurt your feet. They hurt my feet. He should wear some heels. See, huh. <laughs> he would never. Oh my gosh, he is the epitome of masculinity. Man, toxic, man, toxic masculinity. Man, toxic masculinity. Um. So like. But he really liked it. He really liked the idea of me, you know, in those heels and in that whole outfit, what it all represented. But I was like, I'm carrying my heels. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk in this part of my house. I want to walk. I feel you. And I, you know, I was never. I, you know, again, I walked a mile in, in, my, own <laughs> heel, in my own heels. Right. So, yes, I, I feel it. I can say this. I conquer stairs, walk downstairs, upstairs, in heels. So, yes. Accomplished. And they're very cute. And I still have the dirt. You nice. are very glittery. <laughs> like it's giving <laughs> Anyway. But yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm glad. Good. You know that you you pushed it. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that is our doing work section. Now we're gonna get into the meat of our episode and yeah. talk about where we are and see you on the other side. Uh-huh. So, welcome back, Unpackers. We are going to get into this week's main topics of where we are in our Willow Life sections. Uh, We are doing Um, physical environment, business and career, and finances. So, physical environment, we'll start with there. Okay. We'll start there, rather. And that primarily is... Your house, yeah. Where you live? Where Are you feeling live. secure? Is it warm? How you living? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my physical environment, I would say, is really high. Eight. Good. Uh, I feel good about my house. I feel like I have a lot of space in it. It definitely makes me feel at peace when I'm in it. So. Overall, I am pretty good about that. Good. So. I definitely think that's important to yeah. be able to walk in your home and feel peace, mm-hmm. you know, serenity, like you left 
the rest of the world out there. And now in here is where I recharge. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to hear that yeah. for you. Yeah. That's it? It's yeah, an eight that, and we moving that, on? That's, it's an eight <laughs> and I feel good. Right. Feeling fine, as Nina Simone would say. I know that's right. Well, good. Um, my physical environment, probably not as high. Okay. Um, because, you know, like I told y'all, yeah. I'm back at home. Mm-hmm. And um, so the peace element is there, but it's easily shaken okay. um, by other things. Uh, like, for one, it's not your space. So you have mm-hmm. to be cautious and careful about, mm-hmm. you know, what you do, how you interact. Like, just something as simple as where you put the towel that you wash the dishes with is different because mm-hmm. I do it one way in my house. Yeah. When I have my own place yeah. and it's done a different way at home. So um, just those kinds of little compromises yeah. uh, cause things. But I do still take time to make sure that my room is a sanctuary. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, when I go into my own space in my yeah. room, I'm okay uh, until, <laughs> you know, outside factors come in there and, <laughs> yeah. and shake that a little bit. But I would put it at maybe like a five right now. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not the worst situation in the world. Yeah. Um, because there are other benefits to it. Mm-hmm. But just causing, making myself see those benefits mm-hmm. is what's making um, the physical environment not so low. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I definitely say I'm probably at about a five right now. Okay. Okay. No worries. Yeah. So I'm at an eight. Awesome. And you're at a five. Yeah. That's there. Okay. So. Now we can talk with the the bigger things. Yeah, <laughs> the big boy stuff. Yeah. So we're looking at business and career. Business and career. So how are you feeling about your career and what you're doing? Wow. I, this is a really interesting question in general. I may want to reframe it. Okay. <laughs> because I think career... I don't necessarily view myself as having a career okay what i have viewed myself as having is a self-discovery journey okay that has involved workplaces okay (laughs) you know fancy uh because it's well at the end of the day there are some core aspects of who i am that i have taken at different jobs Mm -hmm. so at one point i definitely considered having a career in education yeah that was what I was thinking. I would be, you know, a principal, yeah, and that would be my career. Saw that, I get that, visioned that, crashed and burned. <laughs> <laughs> so threw that out of the way. I had, yeah. to, I had to start over. Then considered, well, maybe I might have a, a career at this corporate place in mm-hmm. technology. Uh, Got fired. So (laughs) throwing that out of the way and restarting. And so uh, for me, the idea of career is a little too stifling in some ways. Okay. Uh, But I can say right now, the workplace that I'm at, I'm happy there. I feel comfortable there. I'm excited about what I'm learning. I do see potential for growth. Mm Mm-hmm. Still uncertain about the whole career thing. Yeah. Because as we've talked about, I'm looking more at income now. Yes. And things that serve me. Because this, what we're doing now, yeah. could possibly be something that provides me income and yeah. and I thrive in. So that shift 
just mental shift for me. I would say overall, I'm at maybe a six. Okay. Six okay. So. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, are you bothered by a six? <sighs> Am I bothered by a six? Because your tone seems kind My, of... Look, yeah. Well, I think because when you're asked about careers, mm -hmm. think about so much of our relationships with people are often people ask what you do. Yes, that's usually and like so, the second question. Or it, and, and it comes it comes back to societal expectations. Yeah. With with people, for example, why are you single or those types yeah. of things, and you feel as though you should have a career. Mm -hmm. You should be at some place for ten years and Absolutely. retire. And, yeah. And that has been the opposite of my experience. Yeah. And so, in some ways, I feel as though that six is guilt or me not shame but just disappointment okay you know yeah i would love to have some more stability okay yeah but i or... as i said i am also embracing the uncertainty of things and knowing that wherever i go i'm bringing certain skills i'm bringing my experience and i'm learning from it so if i do not have a career or a place that I've been for 10 years or 20 years or and I retire there, that's fine as mm -hmm. long as I have been investing in myself and I've been growing and I'm learning. I like that. That's sweet. Um, I don't know, like mm -hmm. for me, yeah. uh, career, you know, though that's always been tied to monetary mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. How I'm doing, <laughs> unfortunately, has been heavily dependent on what I'm making Yeah. Um, in my mind. So for me right now, I'm starting to learn that it's more than that. Yeah. It's about how you feel when you walk into the door. It's about what you take with you when you walk out. It's it's about those things. How you, do you feel like this, this position is serving you? Like you said, like those things now matter to me. After being, you know, I'm still in education, yeah. Uh, so I do feel like education is a great field. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily a in classroom teacher, okay. but I do feel like I want to be around that mm -hmm. in some capacity. Not, I don't even know if it's administrative, but in some capacity, I'd like to stay where I am having an effect on children because I really and and I love what I'm doing currently, where where I'm able to work with them on the emotional level, mm -hmm. which is quite exciting. To, to give them that because nobody gave us that, you know? Yeah. When we came up in school, uh, I had a teacher die when we were in ninth grade. Mm. Um, it was crazy. I just came back from driver's ed, the principal and all these people were standing on those steps and it had rained really bad. And then the mm -hmm. sun was just shining through and I'm looking at them and they're all looking sad and down. Mm. And I'm like, what happened? And I overheard yeah. them and she was my English teacher, yeah. them saying that she had gotten into a motorcycle accident. Mm. and you know, they had counselors coming yeah. from other schools. Uh, they talked to us because she was like my first period teacher. Mm -hmm. They talked to us. They told us we'd go home if we wanted to. So yeah. our parents, a lot of our parents came and got us. And that was it. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like it's so important that these, you know, the youth now learn how to deal with stuff. Yeah. You know, like the lessons that, that are being taught are so important. And 
you know, trying to explain that to them sometimes. Like in middle school and your high and your like fifth graders, your middle school kids, sometimes they don't quite get it. Yeah. But the moments that they do, yeah, it's like all worth it. When you see that kid that was kind of reserved, not really wanting to talk to you, really have a moment in one of the lessons. Yeah. Yes, it makes it all worth it. So I'm definitely feeding my soul doing mm. this job. Uh-huh. Uh, so to me, monetary is starting to take a back seat. Okay. Um, while I was teaching, of course, the money was, it was nice, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it was more than I was making before, previously. Yeah. So any boost in income is, is a good move for me then, you know? And so I was, you know, okay with it, but it was such, that job was such a burden. Yeah. I loved working with the children. Like I said, that was the highlight, but all the other stuff, I was doing paperwork. I was an EC teacher. I was doing paperwork every day. You know this, you know yeah, how that goes. Yeah. Writing IEPs, scheduling meetings, talking to parents. Like it was just so much that even when I left, I wasn't done. Yeah. My work went with me nights, weekends. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was no planning. There was no such thing because you had to come get some some child, <laughs> you know. And so there was not much reward in it. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned that the money yeah. is not that. That's not the only part. Yeah, you want the money to match. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to be able to walk away. You got to be able to find your sanctuary. You got to be able to be at peace. So I put, because of the job that I'm doing now, especially being I get to do a little bit of writing, I say I'm at a seven right now Good. for where I would like to be. Um, right now, screenshot this moment <laughs> because Tomorrow. we start to look into the future i get a little nervous <laughs> so well, right now i'm at a seven right now you're at seven I'm hey seven. nothing wrong with that nothing wrong that's where you are right now that's, that's where, where i am we just we're right supposed now. to know where we are exactly no we can't exactly. change anything unless we're saying that Tomorrow again, <laughs> it could be different. <laughs> and our numbers change. You know, right, that's why right. this is not static. You know, things change. You feel one way. In this moment, you're at a seven. That's cool. I am. In this no moment. worries. Take a picture. <laughs> okay. I love that. Um, so, and then the last one finances. Yeah, finances. So, I, we were talking uh, about this uh-huh. off script yeah. a little bit earlier, and um, it was. Interesting that you said that mm. people need to realize how emotions tie into finances. Yeah. I know that about me, <laughs> yeah. but I've never quite dug into it. Yeah. So I like that you did put those. Two yeah. Well, I think, it. and we can definitely talk about this more when we get into action plans. Yeah. But we need to recognize that our lives are emotional. Yes. Absolutely. We are emotions. Yes. We are instinct. We're animals. And so our relationship to different things is definitely emotional. So when you're talking about a lot of people, your dieting experience, yeah. many people have had that experience. It's up and down. They'll t- say diet and exercise, but it's also your emotional relationship to yes. food. Yeah. Are you an emotional eater? Are you, you know, do you eat when you're anxious or those types of things? Yeah. So the same is true with money. Yes. That's very true. We have emotional relationship with finances of how we've seen our parents do it yes. or what is failure or, you know, hey, it made me feel good. So I'm going to buy and spend and splurge, you know, just like just at, like with eating. So yeah. recognizing that that this is not a straight path of do X, Y and Z. It is I need to understand 
what my emotional relationship to money is. Absolutely. And then I can do the work yes. to try to, hey, let me budget or do do this. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That changed my number when you said that. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> okay. When we talked about this a little while ago, I was like, huh, I might need to change my number. <laughs> um, but yeah, you want to hit it or you want me to? Uh, want no, to I can do my finances. I was saying finances right now. <laughs> I love the giggle. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and listen, it's hard to talk because we don't talk about the stuff, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't talk, about, talk about what if, you make and all, you know, you're not but if you don't talk about stuff, how can you get better? Exactly. How can you ask for help? I agree. 100%. And right now, finances, I definitely will let help. It would yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for me, where I am with my finances, I would say just is a five. Okay. Primarily, there's pressure. Again, mentioned losing a job. Yeah. That brings financial stress and, you know, uh, basically have a $12,000 pay cut, Yeah, uh, it's not going to be permanent, mm -hmm. but it's still real money. <laughs> and it feels. makes a big difference. Absolutely. Your rent goes up uh, and you're like, okay. Uh, thankfully, again, the organization I work for right now, very generous, have had extra, some great bonuses That's thus awesome. far. Yeah. So that has you know, provided less pressure. Uh, but there is definite just, I need more money. Yeah. Um, and can, can budget better and things of that nature. I, and we'll talk about action plans a little bit more, yeah, but sure. I am the kind of spender where I can go for a while okay. without spending and then I'll have bursts. Is it like extreme? <laughs> Not extreme, okay. but I may, I could spend maybe a couple hundred dollars in in one setting. <laughs> it, would, it would all be it would all be paid for, okay. Most likely, you know. So not doing it in credit cards, but hey, I've saved, I saved, I saved, and then I need to spend. Um, so you will you know. still save. You are you pretty good at saving? I have been better at saving mm -hmm. than I am right now, but I've got debt. And so that makes me yeah. want to prioritize paying that off. Absolutely. So, you know. I get it. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, my turn? Yes, your turn. I'm at a four. You're I'm not four. even going to, yeah. Okay. I'm not even at, this is my first number under five. <laughs> okay. So I'm at a four. Okay. Because I am kind of similar with the spending, but my spending is kind of connected to my emotions. Mm. So I noticed that right now in the opportunity that I have to save a lot more money, mm -hmm. now granted I've only been there a couple of months. So yeah. of course mm -hmm. I'm not going to see my savings thrive the way I would like it to. Yeah. And I'm switching to a salary um, position, which is going to put in more money. Mm -hmm. So I haven't yet seen how my budget's really going to be. Uh -huh. um, but based on some just boost I got mm -hmm. yeah. um, through some other things, I was holding on to a good amount of money. Uh, at one point. Now, <laughs> I told myself I was going to save a certain amount of money. I wanted to save at least no. a third of it. Okay. There was some debt I needed to pay okay. off, so I definitely did that, most of that. And um, then the rest of it, I spent. Okay. Like, I bought purses. Well, I bought a, a no, purses. <laughs> I bought um, shoes. I, mm. I spent some money. Okay. But 
like you, it had been a long time since I've been able to yeah. spend any money because yeah. I had been on such a restrictive budget. I think, and then this was all unexpected extra money. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything that I needed to save. Yeah. So I told my, I rationalized it that way in my yeah. mind. And I made this, like we said, I yeah. made this okay. My yeah. mind tried to protect me and help mm -hmm. me shop because my <laughs> mind knows that's what I need. <laughs> and so I spent. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course, later on, mm -hmm. when you know, I was like, I should have had some more money in my savings. I wish I hadn't have done this. I did feel the the buyer's remorse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I told myself, no, you're okay. Yeah. You know, because you walked out of one situation where it was very strenuous mm -hmm. financially mm -hmm. into a situation where you had some room. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I mm -hmm. made myself. No, that there's no there's no room for regret. You did what you did. Exactly. You have to own your choices. Absolutely. At the end of the day, owning what you did and saying, I did it, that's you know, that's all you can do. Absolutely. And once I saw it that way, I felt I felt much better. But I do realize that I am definitely an emotional buyer. Um, mm -hmm. because I popped up <laughs> the other night, mm -hmm. just you know, couldn't sleep anymore immediately like was thinking about a lot of a lot of stuff was circulating in my mind just a lot of foolishness yeah immediately went to the coach website started looking for a bag and went back to sleep y'all like this <laughs> this is how bad it is. like it gave me solace okay to be able to know that i not only that i could look at that mm -hmm. but if i wanted to purchase something mm -hmm. i could yeah that brought me enough peace to be able to go back to sleep so I may have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what? They, listen, you know what they say. <laughs> the first step is admitting that you have a problem. But one, instead of looking at it as a problem, uh -huh. just understanding your behavior. Yes. I think that's the most important yes. thing. Yes. Because what what I'm hearing mm -hmm. you you Tell share, me, counselor, <laughs> what are you <laughs> hearing? You're you're sharing that. At times, when you're anxious, that having the control to buy something yes. actually brings you a little uh, sense of peace. It does. Mm -hmm. It really, really does. And yeah. to know that I can't, you know, it, that's why credit is such a slippery slope for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Because when I have credit, I have credit cards, I know I have that capacity. Mm -hmm. And it's literally a struggle within myself sometimes to be like, do not use that credit card for yeah. that. And I will tell myself it's off limits. I'll have to take cards out of my, like I'm one of those people, yeah. if it's with me, I'm probably going to do something it. dumb. Okay. So I have to leave credit cards, like my gas credit card. I leave it, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere else. And I know when I'm going to get gas and I'll take it with me and put it in my purse. But like, I have to have restraints on myself. Well, and that, again, that's called discipline. And Absolutely. It's good to recognize your boundaries and your yes. triggers and things yes. like that. Just again, this goes back to the stuff you do with food or yeah, relationships. Yeah. You have a relationship with money. Yes, so you have you to do. understand how to manage it. And, you know, you get emotional and you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we we have to do that same work with every aspect of our yeah. life. So. I think I'm definitely learning that locus of control. Mm -hmm. um, because when I feel out of control, shopping is one yeah. thing I'll do. Sometimes eating yeah. um, or saying, okay, I'm going to. Not, I'm going to fast for breakfast or I'll do a liquid diet all day. And then for dinner, I'm definitely going to get that. Like I'll still work my, my, mm -hmm. you know, diet or what I'm eating around that. But I know I'm going to allow myself that. Yeah. So again, owning my choices. If I know I want to do, you know, I don't know, what did I eat 
this week that was kind of bad. So I went to, I, I got some, uh, like a hot dog meal with fries, mm-hmm. which probably doesn't sound that bad to most people. Yeah. But to, for what I'm trying to do, do with my body, it, it wasn't the best choice. I knew I wanted that. So all day, I like for breakfast, I had um, just protein. And then for lunch, I had like just nuts and fruit mm-hmm. because I knew what I was going to do. My big calorie burst was going to be at the end of the day. And then I worked out afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I didn't just sit on it. So I am learning that I control that part. I don't have to be out of control. Yeah, I can have the discipline to say, all right, if that's the decision you want to make, make it. Mm-hmm. But understand mm-hmm. that this needs to be on a workout day mm-hmm. or you need to eat it early enough in the day to where it gets a chance to digest mm-hmm. and not lay on it. You know, so I'm becoming more aware. Yeah. And same with money. Yeah. yeah so good. I definitely feel more empowered that way. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I feel more empowered that way in what I can control. So this whole thing, like I was just telling where he's like, you know, the book that we mentioned that we were reading, two chapters in, and I already feel like, you know, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah. we finish this book, I'm going to be a billionaire at that point um, yeah. because I really got this. <laughs> you really got this. Good. Yes. We designed in my life. Uh, well, that's good. I think... You know, so let's recap where we are. Okay. I'll tell it. I'll go. So, Maurice, with your uh, business and career, you put yourself at a six. Yep. Physical environment, you put yourself at an eight. Okay. And with finances, you put yourself at a five. You got any last comments on those? (sighs) No, not really. I think the, you know, it's really funny. We've talked about so many topics. Yeah. I feel more anxious talking about finances and anything really yeah that's interesting yeah why do you think that is we talked about romance i know i just think it's because you know i think being 40 you feel like you should be and listen there's things well well things have happened when i've had a house i've had a foreclosure i've you know so those types of things not (laughs) so i have had the american dream in some ways i've lost it too so, yeah, just being vulnerable in that way yeah. is, is, is challenging. I hear you. I hear you. But I got to give it to you because mm. at least you went after it. Yeah. You know, for me, I have never purchased a home. Yeah. At the point now where I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's okay. Like, everybody does. I mean, I know it makes sense to buy, but, like, in the place I'm in in my life, both of my children are about to be gone. So yeah. I kind of feel like. The only reason I want to buy a house is to leave them something mm. um, in a way that they can monetize it or yeah. live in it, whatever they need. That's the only reason I want to purchase right now mm. is for them, not for me. Yeah. Um, so I commend you mm. for, you know, even trying. A lot of people just don't. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I. I... Yeah. <laughs> hey. We're unpacking this thing. Um, And then for me, I was at, for business and career, I was at a seven. Uh, Physical environment, I was at a five. And for finances, I'm at a four. So, yeah, that's where I end. Okay. Well, we'll come back on the other side and wrap this up. All right. So, I guess we're ready to, to kind of wrap up our episode. Yeah, we are. We talked about where we sit with these things, you know, finances and 
all of that, people don't realize how important that is. Yeah. It's such an important part of your life. Yeah. Because like I was sharing with Maurice, I am a person that used to equate how I felt, my mood, mm-hmm. really went along with what I had in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when there were tighter times trying to figure out how to make it with, as a single parent, you know, like my mood would be so low because I couldn't provide everything that I needed to for my children sometimes. They had their needs, but then, you know, as a parent, you want to spoil your kids a little bit. So there were times where I couldn't do those things. They would want certain things at a grocery store and I'd have to be like, no, put that back. We're going to get this. Um, And it really brought me down. So I think that when you really unpack your finances, how it affects your emotions, that's just such an important piece. Yeah. And I think another thing that you're saying is just recognizing that's just one part exactly. of experience. Yes. So yes, you can be struggling financially mm-hmm. and right. you can have some good places. Absolutely. So focusing on the good places that you have with your family or your, you know, your relationships in general and helping your kids to do that too yeah. Yeah. Is, is important because yes. I was, you know, I'll be vulnerable. I was just in tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, this is, I mean, before you said, this is really a process for us. Like this really makes us go deep. Yeah. You know, but yeah, share. And so I just, I have not realized how much I've been carrying around finances and careers and feeling as though I haven't lived up to the expectations that I set for myself or, you know, that I wanted. And so it really just brought, a lot. I'm still kind of emotional here right now. I'm finishing up, but again, that's part of doing the work. Yeah, it is. Because for me, I think we really have to look at the expectations that we set for ourselves. Was that really for us or based on heavily what we know or feel like was expected of us? I know that's real for me with the expectations that I put on myself were definitely circled around what other people thought I should be doing. Um, and once I shook that, I started to feel a little better about it. Then it was, what are you accountable for, Shantae? What, what is it that you want to do? And once I was able to do that and freed myself of my mom and them thinking I'm supposed to have a doctorate at this point, um, I felt better. Well, not that I won't say my mom, but like my family just has this unwritten mm-hmm. expectation for all of us. Yeah. And I think the ones that don't do it, it's not necessarily a disappointment. Appointment mm-hmm. that you feel, but you know that they look at you kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, like this one just can't, um, won't get right. <laughs> and you feel it, you feel it. So I, I challenge everybody yeah. to when you look at your finances and and your career and the things mm-hmm. that you um ex- look at your own expectation for yourself. Agreed. Agreed. You know you. And if you don't know you, unpack enough to figure out who you are and then set your own expectations, your own boundaries, your own things for yourself. Because when we kind of work on the backs of all the things that we should be doing, um, it's heavy. Yeah. Because you're trying to do something that you might not even want to do, you know, or you know that you're not necessarily capable of moving in that way because that's not me, you know, and and it's okay to kind of revise that as you need to. You know, word knowledge for life. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, so that wraps up our episode. Episode six. Yes. Okay. Six. So I want to learn Spanish, y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. He his eyes at me. Yes. I really want to be bilingual, trilingual, if possible. I want to like 
learn some languages. I'm motivated now. Pues necesitas practicar. Sí. Sí. <laughs> okay, so, adios. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, Sayonara. Fancy. And <laughs> um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week.